All right, Ryan, welcome to the Blockhash Podcast Live, episode 203. How are you doing today? Doing great, Brandon. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, happy to have you on and talk about Radical and everything you're doing. Um, before we do so, um, I want to learn, learn a little bit more about yourself and your background and what you've kind of done in the industry before. Um, give us like a, a bit of a rundown of what, what you've done and um, what some of your experience is like. Sure. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on again. Uh, so background with here. It's been about 26 years I've been in uh, various different financial markets and pretty much the whole time been focused on you know, how we can innovate and disrupt the way things are done. So I started my career um, way back in the mid-90s at uh, Lehman Brothers Wall Street Bank and you know when everything was done manually and online and you know immediately started working uh, with some of the other quantum developers to figure out how we could sort of automate uh, all of our processes and make everything more uh, sophisticated and more technologically enabled and kind of continue that out through my whole career um, you know focused on a variety of different markets where you know, again, we could put the application of technology and quantitative techniques to improve the way everything traded. And, you know, about three or four years ago, ran into this thing called uh, blockchain and crypto and started diving deep into that and found out that there was a, a massive intersection between the two of them and uh, looking now to, you know, take Radical to do the same thing in that universe and you know, disrupt things going forward. What was that um, intersection that you saw that, you know, you felt you combined quantum and crypto? You know, it's interesting. So my, my first introduction to the whole world of kind of crypto actually came from a different end. It came from the, um, you know, more looking at uncensorable and, um, you know, un, undisruptible media and other aspects from that perspective. So it was kind of a core underlying technology. And that really, you know, led to the whole distributed nature of and distributed computing and how we would see sort of a proliferation of those kind of distributed technologies carry out. And then the after effect was how that then bled over into the actual, um, you know, trading. And what we see is that there's a, a lot of parallels to other markets that we've had in the past where you have uh, very complicated market structures. You've got a lot of different coins, you've got a lot of different exchanges, you have a lot of different things going on in different, you know, different areas of the world, geographies, etc. And there's a real need for an ability to kind of stitch all that together and create consistency across all of it. And, you know, my whole career, our firm's career, what we focused on are arbitrages and other techniques where we can link markets together so that people that are active on one market can feel they're getting a fair price because someone like us is keeping, you know, all those different exchanges and, and tokens and different products in line. Got it. Um, what, was there anything in particular that made you want to make that jump, like something in crypto that made you say, oh, this is, you know, far better for maybe um, doing some kind of quant trading than, you know, typical stock market? Um, yeah. I'll tell you, what, what it was to me was, so I went to the uh, Bitcoin conference last year. The 2021, which I think was like June, June-ish down in Miami. And we knew we were already going to get into it, but I think, you know, already, you know, it was already going on the path, but I'd say certainly what lit the fire was going on there. My preconceived notion was I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be kind of, you know, 40% tech people, kind of 40% traditional finance people, maybe sprinkling some, you know, crypto anarchists in the middle. And when I went, I realized like, no, nah, this is, this is a whole nother world. This is a whole nother group of people. That was the first thing. I was, I was blown away by the diversity of people. And then the second was, you know, how this is where all the young and innovative people are. You know, when I look at it, there's been, you know, probably, when I think about it, you know, probably in the 90s, a lot of those people went to Wall Street, early you know, 2000s and teens, they went out to Silicon Valley. And now what really hit me is that the smartest, aggressive, most innovative young people that ultimately are the ones that ended up changing the world and doing, doing cool things, 
they're all in crypto right now. And to me, that that's it. Like, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know. I don't know where the best trade is going to be. I don't know what the right thing is to do. But I know that if you go where innovation is, and you go where disruption is, there's going to be a huge amount of opportunity. So that's, I'd say, what really hit me. And, and it's only continued. You know, more and more, you know, the more you get involved, the more you look at it, the more you see, the more you realize, like, the, this is where all the kind of the smartest people are right yeah, I think everything's kind of gravitated towards crypto just because of the excitement and because of the opportunities. And it's a very crazy market. Um, I, I know because I, I also try and trade in it and I've had lots of conversations with people that try and do quant stuff. It's difficult because it's 24 um, yeah. seven in multiple jurisdictions all at the same time. Um, and there's lots of different factors um, that can that can move it. But there's also a lot of opportunities. So it is exciting. Um, I imagine you guys are wanting to jump into it for the sim- same reasons. Um, so w- what is Radical exactly? Sure. So Radical, uh, so to know Radical is to know a bit of the lineage of uh, where some of the, you know, where the founding partners came from, which was GTS. So, um, you know, we have a long tradition, you know, 14 plus years trading, high frequency trading in a variety of different markets, equities, uh, ETFs, futures, fixed income. And really as a kind of liquidity provider and um, active trader in arbitrage or in those various different markets. Um, and we're bringing that over to Radical. So Radical is really the same thing. It's a, you know, it's an active trader, um, you know, making, you know, looking to do what we do really well, which is the application of quantitative techniques through scalable technology to provide and take uh, large amounts of liquidity in a variety of different markets. Is this a, a private, like, closed project just for you guys, or are you guys letting other people um, invest in it or use it, or what's the end goal? Sure. So, I mean, end goal is a great question. I, I, you know, mm-hmm. we'll figure that out. Or just sure trying we, to build uh, it. I was going to say, if we replay this pro- po- podcast in a year, I think whatever I say now, we'll realize, like, oh, man, it's been totally different from there. But, sure. you know, whilst we're building it, no, it's, it's, it's not a hedge fund. It's a, it's a principal trading firm. So it's um, the, founded by the partners of GTS, as well as one outside partner, uh, which was public. Uh, but outside of that, no, we're not, uh, we're not in the business of fundraising or you know, it's, it's not a project, so to speak. It's really, um, it's really our business that we are looking to um, deploy what we do well, which is our technology and our quantity into the markets. Okay, have you used this um, previously in, in other funds or other methods within the stock market before, or is this something completely new that you're putting together? No, like I said, all this is born out of the lineage of uh, GTS, which okay. has been, you know, around um, a little over 250 people, been in the markets for over a dozen years, you know, very active on um, stocks, ETFs, futures, FX, uh, very big in single name, single name options. So, no, the, the lineage and the core of the people that are forming Radical come from a very long history of having done this in a variety of different markets, both from a business perspective like myself in trading as well as from a quantitative perspective, and then finally from a technology perspective. So it's really, um, you know, it's, it's born out of the, um, you know, that core of having done this for a long, long time, which I think is really critical because you know, while mm-hmm. crypto has a, certainly a lot of nuances, I mean, you mentioned 24 seven, you know, multiple jurisdictions, but also has a lot of similarities to, to what we you know, other markets and things we've done in the past, which gives us great, um, you know, excitement to realize that the things we've done in other markets that have made those markets better, more efficient, uh, you know, there's going to be a place for doing that over in crypto as well. Yeah, I know a lot of people that are always trying to, you know, capture alpha in some kind of way. 
Um, and they look to quant stuff, but they also look to crypto because it's, you know, so crazy. You can have massive swings in single days out of nowhere. And, um, even in a bad market, something's moving somewhere. Um, do you guys have like a strategy or what do you look for when trying to do this with crypto? Do you look to measure volume or you do look at long-term charts? Are you, are you doing it on the daily? Um, what's the strategy kind of look like? Sure. You know, we really, I mean, you bring up a good point. The reason crypto is very interesting is it, as a new market that's sort of growing and, and figuring out how it's going to work and so much innovation mm -hmm. with that, with all that innovation and disruption, obviously comes discontinuity, disjointed actions and the like, which is really where someone like us can come in and provide value. Because if we can come in and say, you know, when, when various different markets, you know, get out of line, people like ourselves can then you know, help bring those markets back in the line. Um, obviously, it's good for us, but it's good for the market overall because we're creating kind of that, again, uh, a more even market, a market where participants can feel that they're getting a fair shake when they act in it. Our frames, you know, we really focus on, you know, native to a firm like ours. We'll be focusing on the higher turnover, uh, shorter end of the spectrum. Um, you know, we're not here to predict where, you know, a cryptocurrency is going to be three, six, nine, 12 months from now. Uh, we're really focused on the here and now. We take a lot of our, um, you know, we, we build our, but that said, we, we always build our quantitative models on the shoulders of a fundamental understanding of the market. Because you really have to, you have to respect and understand the market uh, to know how to build the quantitative techniques on top. I think if you just look at it like, you know, a series of numbers and say, I don't really need to understand what these are. I'm just going to put it through my magical um, quant machine. You know, inevitably, you're going you're to miss something that's very specific. Um, and, you know, I think knowing those things and incorporating them in, incorporating in what you know from a fundamental perspective into a quantitative model is a very, very important aspect. Are you able to factor in like the psychological effect um, on traders? It seems to be like much higher in crypto than in the stock market um, <laughs> with, you know, people massively piggybacking on certain things or piling out at the same time. Is that measurable in any kind of way? Sure. I mean, you know, and again, crypto, you know, may maybe trading 24 seven was the, well, sure. you know, maybe that was a tough call on people. <laughs> you, know, you, you don't even get a break on the weekends, um, oh, as no. we saw last weekend. So measurable. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the fun thing about markets is that all that, you know, human emotion that drives people to do something ends up in the price, right? You know, they're, they're mm -hmm. driven and, and they leave kind of the way you have a sort of footprints in the sand that they're, you, you can't, you don't know exactly why people were doing what they're doing. You'll never, you'll never, ever know that. But you can see through the action in the markets and, and the prices, that's where it leaves its footprints. And, you know, by having a lot of information, a lot of history and the smart, you know, approaches to understanding that you can sort of distill out of that kind of core information that, you know, the markers people leave behind the result of their decisions, like you said, and shows up there. So as you maybe mentioned, you know, if you have a lot of people all coming to the same conclusion at the same time, it could be for any reason. And that leads to a, a cavalcade of price action. You can you can see that form and understand it. And that, that's what we have, right? What what we have available to us based on how we do our business, we just have we have the data, we have the information, we have what's available to everybody. But we, it's how we it's how we use that to then make our decisions off of that to understand, you know, what does this mean for where the markets are going? What does this mean for where we can again where we can take what we're good at, which is deploying liquidity and making markets and where where can we point that? Do you feel like you can build an algo though that can you know trade based on human psychology and what they're you know feeling at the moment, or even maybe news based on? Because um, those things seem to really affect this kind of market. 
Yeah, it certainly does. But you know, to be fair, they affect they affect all markets. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, you know, even I mean, I understand what you're saying. I mean, crypto certainly has its fair share of volatility. It, it, it affects it's it every, violently, though. <laughs> yeah, it's everything else to to you know to the third power. Um, so, yes, the question is really um, not necessarily. You know, can we understand what a person is thinking? But it's more, can you understand repeatable patterns of behavior? So that, and again, you know, what what are the things that happen over and over mm-hmm. um, that we can look to to understand what is happening behind the scenes? But we also understand, look, you know, our we're never really we're never going to know what everyone's doing. It's a wide and diverse market with a lot of different people with a lot of different reasons why they act. And our job is to just you know do what we do well, which is Keep the markets in line. Keep you know, provide liquidity where we can. Look for opportunities, and just you know, I think from our perspective, what we can do is, if we can help the market get to a state where it's a good place for participants feel like they're getting a fair deal and where they're able to transact and do whatever they want to do. So to your point, um, if someone feels like they they really want to buy or sell a lot right now. You know, we, they should feel that wherever they go to execute that trade, they're getting a good price because you have individuals like us and firms like ours making sure that across all the different instruments, across all the different exchanges, they're kept properly in line uh, so that people can have confidence when they when they go to go transact. Got it. Um, are you guys mostly focused on trading Bitcoin and Bitcoin's market or a bunch of other scattered cryptocurrencies or um, meme coins or like what, what's the focus? <laughs> Because those move too. Um, I mean, they they have their own market cycles. Absolutely, everything moves. And you know, we have we have different. So inside of our business, we have a variety of different uh, you know different business lines and activities. Some of the more mm-hmm. quantitative ones that will focus on obviously the um, you know larger high volume uh, type coins. And then we have other. You know, we do have specialists in our firms who are experts in focusing on uh, the less liquid, the ones that, to your point, maybe move with a little bit more erratic behavior. Because again, they're there are parallels to other markets in that, you know, even even in the equity market, you know, not every stock is like Netflix or Amazon and trade with that frequency and that liquidity. There, there's additionally a long tail of securities there, not to speak of ADRs, preferreds, you know, all sorts of other securities. So the, that's the long answer to your quick question, which is no, our focus is really across the board and the focus is to say we have expertise in understanding, you know, quantitative modeling, application of technology to various different markets, wherever that can be applied and add value that that's where we go. Okay, got it. Yeah, it, it feels like it's a good idea sometimes maybe to tier those, you know, because sometimes the yeah. big market cap ones, they move a little bit slower, maybe a little bit more predictable. And then you have the crazy ones, a little bit lower market cap, crazy volumes, but you know, higher spreads and potential of, you know, turning a profit faster. Um, yeah. So you have to know, and that's what I was saying, you really have to know a priori when you when you go in, what kind of market are you going into? And then you can look and say, well, what kind of what kind of tools do I need to have, and what kind of people do I need to have to sort of the, to know how what are the right ways to to trade these markets? Because as you point out, different markets are going to have different risks, and you know the the most important thing is to make sure you're understanding and managing your risks. And sometimes it could be some hidden risk you've never really considered that's the most important one. So that that lineage and expertise of understanding what is the nature of the market that you're trading. Um, can be can be extremely critical. Uh, to your point, you know, trading Bitcoin might not provide you with the best background to trade some other alternative coin that's far less liquid and and trades with more erratic volume. Whereas maybe coming from a, a completely different market outside of crypto, but one that was equally erratic, illiquid, 
um, I'm making it up here, you know, understanding that you can have large jump behavior, that might provide you with a better appreciation of the risks of those types of securities. So it's really that combination, you know, uh, it's a combination of that, both understanding the crypto nature of it, but as well as understanding, you know, at the end of the day, markets are markets and they have sort of risk and reward is risk and reward. Like you said, people go through cycles of fear and greed. They expose those emotions into the market by trading and they, they do that across all different markets. Here's an interesting question. Um, is there any kind of uh, legal um, hurdles or regulations to go through when doing quant trading or anything in terms of limits that you're able to do? Or is it how, how does that different in the eyes of the law in any kind of way? Sure. I mean, there's obviously uh, much debate and conversation going on now about regulation across crypto. The mm -hmm. thing for us is it's something we're, we're very experienced in, mm -hmm. um, both, you know, from, from a personal perspective. So I was, um, you know, very active in the fixed income markets back in 08 when Dodd, and after 08 when Dodd-Frank came out. And we saw a whole revolution where you took markets that, much like crypto, were relatively unregulated. Um, you know, certainly in the eyes of the core regulators, they considered those markets to be outside their domain. Or, or sphere of concern. And we saw within the course of probably three or four years to go from that state to an enormous amount of regulation, mandatory trading, mandatory clearings, and very, very specific and prescriptive regulation. So I've seen markets and lived through markets that have gone through that transition. You just have to understand it. And so I think the key is always not just understanding what's regulated right now, but sort of looking looking forward to say, where's the regulation going? You know, people like us, we're here, we're here for the long term to add value into the market. So it's important we do it with a very critical eye towards making sure we're not just um, you know, doing the right thing today, but doing the right thing based upon where we think the regulatory environment might be going in the future. On, but on quant trading uh, specifically, is there any regulations around that um, because it differs from you know the human aspect of trading? Is there anything that kind of... Um, Usually speaking, you know, quantitative models can do things that say higher frequencies than people can. So you really mm -hmm. need to just control you know, what your models are doing to make sure that, you know, you're, you're employing best practices, i.e. Um, not entering and removing trades in a way that look like you're trying to manipulate the market because a machine can move faster than a person. So you really just want to, you know, keep a very close eye. There's been a lot of work done in the equity markets by the different regulators and industry bodies to sort of define what is kind of what is good nature of what a particular algorithm should do when it's interacting in the market. You know, it should be bona fide trading should be, you know, for, for a legitimate purpose. So we, you know, we try to, again, one of the good things is we have an enormous amount of experience in our other markets that we trade. Um, so by, you know, when we started radical, having the partners that form that form radical, we're able to bring that over, but yes, uh, quantitative models provide, uh, require a higher duty of care to make sure that the nature of the way the algorithms are working are, are, you know, positive to the market. Do you think algos and bots manipulate the market today, generally? I don't know. I mean, not sure. That's not for that. That's not for me to opine. Uh, you'd have to find okay. all the bot owners and ask. You'd have to ask them: Is that uh, did they program that in, or is that just you know is that what it looks like from the outside? Maybe? I feel like in today's world, I mean, it'd be pretty easy to automate just about everything. So it, sometimes I wonder if bots are trading against bots that are trading against other bots that have stink <laughs> bids versus other bots, and really, how much are we trading anymore? Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's incredible. I mean, technology's changed so many things. I mean, I have a, a good friend of mine that was, um, you know, the other day needed a household good. It was late at night, didn't want, didn't want to leave to go do it. You know, I don't know what, what inspired her to think maybe DoorDash could deliver. You know, it wasn't even like a food item. And sure. next thing you know, you know, there's what you ordered 15 minutes later. I mean, it really changes a lot of things. 
Um, so that kind of change will only, um, you know, only continue to permeate the markets. Yeah, everything will be pretty, pretty automated in the future. Um, what, what about arbitrage trading? Is that another aspect that you guys will look at doing as well? Sure. I mean, arbitrage from the perspective of, you know, it's a lot of what we do, you know, keep, keep, as I mentioned before, keeping markets in line is mm-hmm. sort of a, a form of arbitrage. You know, we want to make sure that with our quant techniques and technology and the technology we like to deploy or think about is sort of technology at mass scale. So in a lot of our um, traditional markets that we operate in, you know, we're, we're at all points in time pricing 500,000 million securities at the same time. Now, crypto has that plus more, but it's really about the application of technology at scale. So the concept of using that technology where there's a variety of different exchanges, you know, because crypto is interesting. There's a lot of exchanges that trade the same coin. There's the coin, there's the perpetual, there's the future. There's a lot of different versions that have kind of the same risk exposure. So there's a, there's a lot of need for arbitrageurs to come in and use their capability to keep all these markets in line. Because as I said, that, and that, that, that brings a value into the market. Because again, you might, you know, if an individual only has an account on Gemini or Coinbase and they want to trade um, ETH spot, it's really important that they feel confident that they're getting a fair price, even if maybe the, you know, ETH perpetual on a different overseas exchange, they can't see that. And individual, you know, firms like ours can help make sure that those various different products are in line. So the people that don't see the whole universe can make sure that what they are looking at is a fair deal. Yeah, crypto can vary in, in different markets quite often, actually, and the premium is kind of crazy. Um, but once someone takes advantage of it, it, it disappears. But I mean, you can get some crazy arbitrage opportunities like 2x, 3x sometimes, depending on how much volume is going in. So I imagine it'd be a huge aspect to what you guys do. Yeah, I mean, a growing, like I said, a growing market that's changing and new exchanges showing up and new products. It's, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's always gonna, it's gonna go through those kind of various different cycles. And that's why we think, you know, as you mentioned before, that's why we're really excited to enter this space because we knew having having done this in other markets and seen the value that we could bring, uh, this definitely seemed like a great a great market and environment to take what we do really well and, and bring it over into crypto. Cool. Uh, one more question, then we'll kind of start wrapping up. What's your guys's roadmap or plan kind of look like? Have you guys started this already? Um, are, are you doing it now, or are you doing this in mm-hmm. phases, or what, what's the plan? Yeah, so we sort of uh, announced our live uh, late summer. Um, we've been live now and really looking to, um, you know, kind of accelerate and wrap it up or ramp it up, excuse me, not wrap it up, mm-hmm. opposite of that. Uh, ramp it up through the, end, through the end of the year with uh, a few new projects we have going on behind the scenes that we're going to be unveiling over the next, over the next month or so. Um, but really, you know, our core focus right now is on bringing on, uh, you know, the best talent to help us grow. I think, as I mentioned before, one of the exciting parts about this crypto that really hit us is that this is where the smart and innovative people are. For a firm like us, the entire, um, our success in the future will be completely predicated upon who are the people who we bring on board and do we have the smartest, most innovative people on board driving change forward. So, you know, we are um, close to a dozen people now looking to double that uh, within the next month or so and easily think we could, uh, you know, double that again with a few months after that. Uh, so that's really our, our primary focus right now in addition to you know, ramping up what it is that we already have um, cooking is to focus on bringing on that talent and, um, you know, really making sure that uh, the people that we bring on board have all the tools they need to succeed. 
Perfect. I feel like it's a good place to, to wrap up. Ryan, thank you for taking the time to come on and talk about radical uh, quant trading, everything you're doing, your past, what you're doing now. Um, it's very interesting stuff, and I think it's something that'll probably also radically change crypto, no pun intended, <laughs> as we go forward into the future. But thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Sounds good. Thank you for your time. All right. See you in the future. Bye.